Hi guys, welcome back to Model Behavior. I hope you're all having a fantastic week. I went MIA again. I am very sorry about that. I was home for Thanksgiving and I decided to take a break from social media for the most part and just spend time with my family and friends without thinking about work or anything. And it was actually really nice, but I did miss you. I had such a fun time in Virginia and I also went to Texas with my mom and my brother, which was great. And I really liked Texas, actually. I'd never been there before. And we went to a rodeo and toured a college for my brother and just had some wholesome family bonding time. But being home for a couple weeks always gets me thinking about all the ways my life could go and just like all the possibilities and how I could literally switch up my entire life at any given moment and just how every single decision I make changes the outcome of my entire life. And honestly, I started thinking about this because every time I go back to my hometown, I can't help but think about like, oh, well, what if I just like moved back? What if I married a Richmond boy and settled down here and raised a family in the town that I grew up in with like my whole family around me? And then every time I drive back to New York, I think about like, well, what if I decided to stay in New York for another 10 years? Who would I meet? Where would I end up? And I think the idea of having my own family one day is so important to me that I always think about how every decision affects when I will have my children and who they will be and then who their children will be and just literally every single generation after me. Because if I live in New York or even if I like live on the specific block I live on or go to a certain party or a certain grocery store or leave my house at a certain time or take the subway instead of drive somewhere, all of those things affect who I will meet and eventually who the father of my kids will be and who I'll grow old with and where I'll live. And it's kind of just like intimidating to think about the weight that all these everyday tiny decisions actually hold. And there's always something about being back in Virginia that makes me realize how so many small decisions have added up in my life and landed me in New York with this crazy life that I have, the friends that I have, the people I know, the places I've been. Like, it's all just so crazy to think about. So I thought I would make this episode about some of the most life-changing decisions or just like things that have happened to me that I just really learned a lot from and have changed my life and who I am as a person. And just a little trigger warning before I get started, I am going to mention pregnancy loss, um, domestic violence, death, I guess, like death of a child, <laughs> um, and like self-harm, suicidal thoughts and things like that. Um, but this episode is not going to be... <laughs> that terrible. Like, I swear, it's it's not actually that bad, but I'm just going to give you a little trigger warning because I will talk about those things briefly. So, number one, honestly, I think the most significant moment in my life so far has been my miscarriage. I know I've been pretty open on most of my platforms about the abusive relationship I was in that started when I was 16, but in case you have no idea what I'm talking about, I will just give a brief summary of that situation. Um, basically, when I was 16, I got into a relationship with a guy who ended up being extremely physically and emotionally, psychologically abusive, and I was 20 the last time I talked to him. But this entire relationship probably never 
would have happened if I didn't decide to drop my Spanish class my junior year and take one of the senior science classes. So even just thinking about how that tiny decision that I barely even put any thought into changed the course of my entire life and completely changed who I am as a woman today because I met him in that class. And I also almost switched schools that year. So if I'd done that, I also never would have met him and my life would be completely different in who even knows how many ways. But obviously this entire relationship was pretty life altering, but there was definitely one moment that changed my life the most. Um, A few months into our relationship, I got pregnant. I was 16 at the time and I knew I was pregnant almost immediately. I'm not really sure how to describe it, but I just felt more responsible for my body and I would literally like fall asleep with my hand on my stomach because I just knew in my soul that I was pregnant. My boyfriend at the time told me I was crazy. There was no way I was pregnant. I was on birth control, so I didn't take a test, but we did actually talk about it and we talked about like if we would keep it and what we would do and we said that if I were to get pregnant that I would keep it. But at the same time, he still didn't believe me and kept telling me I was crazy and I wasn't pregnant. So I was like, yeah, you're right. There's no way. But I fucking knew it. Like, I felt it in my bones, just this, like, extra responsibility to take care of myself. And one day I was at his house. I ended up falling slash being dropped from a balcony. And I was fine. Like, I didn't really get hurt. Um, But... I thought that everything was fine, so I went to school the next day and started getting really awful cramps and stomach pain, so I left school early, and I ended up miscarrying at home. And right after it happened, I was, like, Googling it. I had no idea what to do, Um, and I read online that a pregnancy test would still be positive since the hormones were still in my body, so I just, like, wanted to double make sure that that's what had just happened to me. So I went to a store and bought a test and took it and it was positive. And it took maybe like two weeks until pregnancy tests started coming back negative. And that entire two weeks, I was like, holy shit, am I still pregnant? Like, what is going on? So it was two weeks of absolute hell and wondering if I'm about to bring a child into this world and if everything was okay with the baby, if I was still pregnant because I was like, had just bled so much. Um, And up until that point in the relationship, I did not care about my own safety. I was willing to go through the abuse because I thought I loved him so much that it was worth it. But while I sat through those two weeks and thought about bringing a child into this world, knowing that their father would either abuse them or at the very least they would have to grow up probably seeing him abuse me. And I just like had this realization of, oh my God, if I wouldn't bring a child into this situation, why am I keeping myself in it? And it really took the possible involvement of a child to open my eyes and really understand how serious and fucked up the situation was and that I should care about myself enough to want to protect myself and love myself enough to not let myself be treated like this. And I was just like, this man can never raise my child. And obviously it took me a few more years to finally get away from this relationship, But I think if that hadn't have happened, it would have taken me even longer because I would always come back to thinking about the miscarriage and how I needed to care about myself as much as I cared about that baby. So while yes, the situation was so horrible and I would never wish that on anyone, I am so glad that it happened and I consider it to be one of the best things that's ever happened to me. 
Because imagine if I hadn't miscarried and I had the child with him and then was tied to him for the rest of my entire life. And so was that kid. Or imagine I never got pregnant at all and then it took me even longer to have the realization that I needed to care about myself and protect myself as much as I would care about and protect my child. So I'm, I mean, while that was awful, I'm so glad that it happened because it ended up actually getting me out of that situation and being one of the main reasons I decided to leave. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, okay, on a less horrific note, <laughs> I would say another huge life-changing thing for me was growing up at my grandma's house from basically when I was born until I was like three. And then I did half days with her until I was like five. My grandma is the best child raiser I know. That's definitely not the right way to say that, but you know what I mean. There is no one in the entire world I would trust more than her to raise my children. Both of my parents worked full-time when I was born. So from six weeks old until four years old, I spent every single weekday at my grandma's house from like 8 a.m. to 5.30 or 6 p.m. I just remember going on so many nature walks, going to the botanical gardens, in the rain and in the snow and being the only ones there just playing with her all day dancing around the house playing outside doing so many activities and art projects and rock collecting and gardening and just so many wholesome things together she taught me so much about language and science and nature and all these things that i still use to this day that i never even learned about in school things like being able to identify different types of trees and clouds and flowers and grammar and spelling and just so many things I'm so glad I had an understanding of at such a young age because they became such a foundation for me. Every day I walk around and just silently name the different types of trees I see or I can tell if it's going to rain because the way the leaves flip upside down on certain trees or how the clouds are moving and I got my love for reading and literature and English and writing from her and just so many integral parts of my life and passions and personality come from the way that my grandma raised me and I'm so appreciative of that. I would not be the same woman I am today if it wasn't for my grandma. I can't even imagine how different I would be if I had been sent to a daycare instead of my grandma's house or even if my mom had been able to be a stay-at-home mom back then and if I had spent all that time with her instead how would I be different then and if my grandma hadn't been able to quit her job and take care of me I honestly would be a completely different person. And I think just being surrounded by so much unconditional love and patience and her devotion to teaching me what she thought was valuable made such a positive impact on me. I want to raise my kids exactly how she raised me. And I know she's listening to this because she is literally the single most supportive and encouraging person in my life. And I love her more than almost anyone. So thank you, Grandma. I love you endlessly. And I'm so glad that you raised me. Okay, next, a small decision that I barely even thought about that really changed my life is when I decided to start playing volleyball my freshman year of high school. I honestly never had any interest in volleyball, 
but my best friend played so she convinced me to try out and we both made varsity and I immediately fell in love with it. I ended up also playing club volleyball on the off season and I got really really close with my current best friend from school volleyball and then my ex-best friend who I actually lived with for a year in New York I met her playing club volleyball. And I actually made one of the top club volleyball teams, but I chose to play a level down because I just didn't want to travel that much. And even that tiny decision completely changed my life forever because otherwise I never would have met my ex-best friend or been on the same team as her and then lived in New York with her. None of that would have ever happened. And I wouldn't have ever met my ex-boyfriend because I was visiting her in New York when I met him. And it's just crazy to think that there are so many things that never would have happened if I didn't play volleyball. And I think it also gave me so much confidence at a time in my life when I really needed it because I was good at it and I was the captain of the team and I learned how to be a role model for younger girls. And I think it was just really overall just really good for my mental health. It was such an escape for me and also just something to focus on while I was going through one of the most difficult times in my life in that abusive relationship. And it was really just a built-in support system and confidence booster. So I'm very grateful for that decision. And it's just so crazy to think that I would literally not have been in the relationship I was in for the last two years if I didn't play on that club volleyball team and meet that girl. Like, it's just so insane to me how all these little things tie together. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, but anyway, back to another horrific event. <laughs> um, when I was six years old, my seven-year-old cousin passed away. And I think other than my miscarriage that actually maybe even more than my miscarriage, this significantly altered my life. And also obviously the lives of everybody in my family. As a child, it is extremely difficult to understand death and especially the death and loss of someone your own age. And at the time it happened, I really, I didn't really understand what was going on or even what had happened. I just knew that I would never see him again. And that was obviously very hard to deal with, but I was just a kid. I kind of didn't, honestly didn't really think about it that much for the first year after it happened. But about a year later, I started getting really, really intense anxiety and separation anxiety from my parents. And I'd get like awful stomach aches. And I think it was definitely linked to my cousin's somewhat sudden death. And I was just so afraid of never seeing people that I loved again. And then in the third grade, I really got hit by a fucking Mack truck of grief. I, I was just constantly anxious about losing people. And I missed my cousin so much. And I was always wondering what it would be like if he was here. And I was just so fucking pissed off and it felt I felt like it was so unfair that he was gone. There were just so many intense emotions at once that I couldn't really identify. And I just didn't know what to do with so many strong feelings of anger and sadness and confusion and frustration and anxiety. And I just remember wanting to be with him again. And that's really when 
my suicidal ideation first started around like eight or nine years old because I just wanted to go wherever he went. And I did feel kind of isolated from my peers because I feel like most kids don't really deal with emotions or thoughts that are that intense. And my family had kind of already gone through their heaviest grief. And I was a little late to the grief party because I was so young and I just didn't really grasp it until later. So I felt like I wasn't supposed to still be so upset about it. And it was really just so confusing and such an overwhelming time in my life. But thankfully, my parents did put me into grief counseling and eventually I got better at coping with it. But I think definitely experiencing loss at such a young age and especially the loss of someone as young as you are really alters the way you view the world. And I think it has affected me in ways that I don't even realize. Like, I don't get as attached to people as I probably should. I kind of keep everyone at an emotional distance, like even my family members, and I just like separate my emotions from them more than I probably should because I think subconsciously I'm just so afraid of losing them that I preemptively prepare myself for the loss by detaching myself emotionally. I don't really allow myself to get emotionally invested in people because I don't want to ever feel that kind of grief or loss again. And I think struggling with suicidal ideation and self-harm from such a young age has really affected the way I cope with stress. And it just gives you a sense of impermanence in life. And it's kind of like always in the back of your head that this can just be over so quickly. And I feel like people either deal with the experience of loss or death by really treasuring their connections with people because you don't know how long you'll have them for Or they do what I did, which is kind of the opposite, and not let themselves get attached to people to begin with, just to like try and avoid that anticipated loss. And through therapy, I've been able to kind of identify these things within myself. And I'm definitely always working on just healthier ways to cope. But yeah, I think that huge loss early in my life definitely kind of changed the trajectory of my emotional attachment capacity and how I cope with things and definitely my tendency towards suicidal ideation and my feelings around life and death in general. And I just can't even imagine how different the lives of my family members would be and my life would be and my personality and my relationships would be if he was alive today. Some heavy shit in this episode, I know. (laughs) Um, But I think that's all I'm going to overshare with you today. Um, But that's kind of just what's been on my mind recently. Like every single day I end up thinking about like, oh my God, what if I turned left on that street? What would have happened? And it's just like kind of driving me a little bit crazy. So I need to stop thinking about it so much. Um, But I swear it happens every single time I go back to Virginia because I always consider moving back or like wondering if I'm ever going to live there again or you know, just like who I'm going to settle down with and end up. It's just such, it's so crazy to think about. But yeah, I think that's all I have for this week's episode. I will see you next Monday. I promise I will not ghost you again. Also, oh my God, can I talk about for a second how amazing it was to see my podcast on y'all's Spotify wrapped? Like, are you kidding me? I was not even expecting that, but that made me so happy. Like, I didn't even think that that was going to happen at all. And it was just so cool to see how many of you guys listen to this podcast. Because it's literally just me sitting here on my couch talking into a microphone about usually nothing. And 
it's just so cool to like see that people actually listen to it and it makes me so happy when you guys send me messages and dms um and yeah i'm just so grateful for how this podcast has progressed since i started it about maybe like a year ago almost almost a year ago oh my god guys we're gonna have to do something big for the one year anniversary talk about something super insane (laughs) um not like i do that every week anyway uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's all I have. I love you guys so, so much. And I will see you next week. I pinky promise. <laughs>